Hello and welcome to another episode of Dax's Deviants. In this podcast, we talk about pups, handlers and deviants alike and their experiences within the pup community and the wider fetish scene. Today, I have a wonderful guest, another UK guest. Please introduce yourself. Yeah, uh, my name is Pop Neutron. Some of you may know, some of you may not. Uh, I've been a pop for quite a few years now within the scene. Uh, I'm a poppy and also a handler, I like to think myself of. That's quite exciting. You're the first handler that we've had on the show so far, which, you know, being the third guest, it's we've not had that many people on, but it's quite exciting because it means that we get a little bit of both sides, which I'm excited to learn more about because I don't have much experience with handlers myself. So I'm very excited for this one. So. You've said your pup name is Neutron. What is the reason for that name? Um, so it's it's quite simple in a way, and it's not. So I've got a love of science. I have done for a while. Um, also tying into that, I am a, a Sparky by trade. Oh, very so nice. obviously that's where you sort of you get from Neutron from. Uh, obviously yep. from the science aspect as well. Um, and that's pretty much it. Uh, I was after a pop name, and it just seemed to fit myself well i like it it's it's quite different i was speaking to a another scottish pup the other day who's very new to the pup scene and he'd been kind of trying to choose a pup name kind of based on kind of sparky work um so we we're kind of going through a few different name ideas and he wanted to go for pup omega and i kind of was like that's a bit of a risky name to go for just because of the kind of the hierarchy system and then he was like oh i didn't realize so it's it's just been that kind of discussion which has been fun um i don't think he's settled on a name yet i am hoping to get him on the podcast at some point uh once he's decided on his name yeah um, i think with a name wise with people it's it needs to mean mean something to yourself um, yeah absolutely just take your time think about names just sort of don't just jump on one because you think you have to sort of take your time and remember names can change Oh, absolutely yeah. you know it's not set in stone uh, it's like for me neutron i've just gotten used to it now as part of my day-to-day -day life uh, yeah. i either get called my actual name or neutron either works for me which is fair and like do you go by handler neutron as well or do you have a separate handler name so i tend to use neutron for both just okay. for just simplicity of it all um and sort of yes i'm a pop yes i'm a handler but it's sort of you can call me neutron either way i'm not going to be sort of down to the point of you need to address me you know it's yeah it's a name. yeah that's fair um no i i always find the kind of naming of of pups quite interesting um i've been doing a little bit of side work for another project that i'm working on um, because, you know, I have nothing better to do with my free time than just work away. Um, where I was looking at a, a research that was done on popplay.info and I found that some pups actually get named by either their alpha or their handler. And have you ever named any pups before? Or I wouldn't say I've named directly. I've helped people who are struggling with a name. Okay. I just pride again it's just pride feedback find something that's personal and actually means something to them yeah as it's all well and good 
sort of going online and just picking a name, but if it doesn't really mean anything to you, it's there's not really any meaning behind it, which in some ways, yes, and in other ways, it's, yeah, it's a yeah, it's an interesting I f- one. I, I, f- I find it quite interesting because I get the whole, you know, it's it is a very personal thing, and I think choosing your own name it has that little bit more significance. Um, especially for me, like choosing my own name was a very significant thing. It's a very exciting thing to do. Um, but I also feel like if I had had an alpha when I was first starting out, having an alpha kind of choose my name for me, I think that would have been really personal and. Personally, I think that would have created a little bit of a bond with with the alpha or handler. Um, but then again, I I would also be like, if I didn't like the name, I'd be like, oh, okay, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how well I would be in the headspace if someone else had kind of picked a different name that I wasn't entirely keen on. Yeah, it needs to be a name that you feel comfortable with. Oh yeah, definitely. Like if someone had been like, oh yeah, you're pup slut, I'd be like. Oh, okay. I mean, it's true, but I'm not sure how I feel about that being my name. Yeah. So, what is your kind of style? Like your colors? Do you have a pup breed? Are you part of any tribes? Um, style-wise, as this is an interesting one. Um, so color-wise, blue. That's okay. Just, yeah. I like blue. Um, obviously, we can go on to about the hanky panky code in a bit yeah, as well. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Pop breed wise, um, I'm somewhere in between a German Shepherd and a colleague personally. Very nice, uh, I like that. As I have been working on a first owner, but that's a different conversation. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so that's sort of where I sort of a lie sort of from sort of the German Shepherd side, obviously, this, the, the um, police gear, as some yeah. of you are aware. Authoritative, and then yeah. The, Authoritative, yeah, German Shepherd, and then the Collie side just being high energy, <laughs> high high energy when needed. Yep. Um, sort of tying them both together, you know. I'm I'm all about sort of respect. Mm-hmm, that's absolutely something that's quite strong to me. Um, and loyal, them yes. two things, um, very important. Definitely is within sort of well any part of life, but especially even more so within a community such as this where a lot of it's based on respect yeah respect and especially the hierarchy system uh, i guess for for yourself as a, a handler you're kind of looking for your your pups to be quite loyal and respect you obviously and i guess for that you kind of need to be a role model oh 100 percent. however what people forget is yes i may be a role model but it's a two-way street you know you have to respect me but in the same way it doesn't matter where you sit in the hierarchy i also have to respect you absolutely yeah no i fully agree you know, with that as something i've learned over the years without getting too in-depth to it there's a lot of hierarchy situations where it's very unbalanced yeah i've i noticed that there was a, a few um pups that i'd spoken to at darklands especially where the dynamic between them and either their alpha or their handler it just it seemed very one way where they were essentially just getting bullied and like not even in like a kind of a kinky you know submissive way it was just straight up bullying and it's like mm. so when it gets to that point 
and I'm not using this word lightly here. Um, I've seen it before, and I and I will, and I you know I have, and I will pull people up on this. There's a difference between in the kink community. There's a difference between sort of enjoying what's going on and upfront um, being abusive. Yes. Which is yes, yes, it's yes. Certain things can sort of sit in the fence, but at the end of the line, you have to. At the end of the day, you have to draw a line between what is you know are both parties enjoying this or is one party enjoying it and the other one's not at that point it's abuse yes no uh, which, i 100% agree with you there which sort of dipped my toe in here a bit um as one might say it's this is where a lot of people don't know this because i don't really i tend to keep myself to myself i don't feel that like i need to parade what i do Mm-hmm. to everyone because it's not my style but i do work with a lot of charities yep. uh, involving kinks sort of pulling them sort of a lot of charities sort of before they weren't really involved with it so I sort of pulling them into the kink scene showing them what happens and actually making people comfortable and aware that they can go to these charities and talk about certain things that are going on and that they'll actually understand it and they're not just going to be feeling that they can't talk to anyone because there's plenty of people of you know there's even myself you know i have plenty of messages today people are coming to me for help and advice i'll always give people a time yeah as which long is, as they're willing fantastic. to yeah as long as they're will, willing to listen to me they don't necessarily necessarily have to take my rice on board but you know if they come to me I'll, I'll always help anyone yeah no which is fantastic and is is that kind of tied into what got you into being a pupper handler or both sorry um the the kind of wanting to help others or what was what was it that made you join the community so a lot of people um it's sort of rewinding the clock to many 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 years ago um so how i got into pot play i sort of i had a keen interest in it in it for a while on the kink scene and then i sort of jumped in at the deep end i knew even off no one yeah. within the kink scene when I first started out and I, I don't mean sort of like you know like some pop start out now they know a few people I knew no one I was a fresh face nobody knew me yeah um, I feel that <laughs> and to be quite frank with you I was in some ways horrified the way that I was treated when I first started out oh, that's not good and from that point I took what would ha- happen to me and I basically said i don't want anyone else to experience what i've been through so i actively engage with people um at events if you talk to a lot of people i'm normally for if people are at an event for the first time i end up introducing myself yes um you know if i see someone standing in the corner i will go up to them i'll talk to them if they're feeling nervous i'll support them if if they want to just sit there in the corner observe that's fine you know, I will leave them be. But if they want to, let's say, try and be social. So that sounded patronizing there. If they want to be social, <laughs> I no, will. I, I understand what you're saying, though. Yeah, I will drag them over as long as they feel comfortable with it and introduce them to some people I know or not necessarily people I know, as I have I have the ability to talk to anyone. Yeah. Which that doesn't happen overnight and a lot of people sort of there's a misunderstanding sort of this is taking years of building up my own confidence and built you know taking myself out my shell and putting myself in the deep end and sort of from that if i can sort of drag someone into a conversation or drag you know 
help you know help people meet people introduce people i will and so that's all steam you know coming back from when i first joined the community when it was it wasn't exactly the easiest uh, thing in the world and then from that point i've just built up more friends got to know people so on so forth no which is fantastic i mean it's it's kind of a similar situation for myself actually because from my my point back in 2019 i was back living with my parents and the town that i'm from the gay scene is pretty much non-existent you know you get the occasional grinder profile two kilometers away five kilometers away but you know the city's a little bit further um and kink wise the only kinky person in my town is basically me which is annoying there was another pup who's moved to manchester which i'm very sad about um i will be interviewing him at some point when he's actually got some free time um but yeah i kind of just i knew latex 101 was in the town over so i had went to them about getting my own latex i'd been really interested about it got it made to measure loved my first suit i don't wear it as often anymore which is kind of sad but after that i then found out about darklands and decided you know what fuck it I'll just go to this huge event. I'd never been to, I hadn't even been to like Hard On, still not been to Manchester or anything like that. Um, and kind of the quote unquote kinkiest thing that I'd really done at that point was like visiting the saunas in the cities. Cause out here we don't have anything like that. Like we don't even have much of a nightlife in, in this town, which is pretty shit considering we're central belt Scotland. Um, yes. But I, kind of was like you know what just gonna go for the deep end and i met some of the most incredible people and yeah like you i kind of learned to just talk to anyone and i found a lot of people this year where it was their first dark lands they were kind of a bit nervous i was mainly in the smoking area for most of the events it's just where you find me um and just talking to new people kind of being like oh you know you know don't don't go into dark lands with too much expectation of like having sex or you're going to do this that and the next thing like just keep an open mind for it because you know it tends not to live up to your expectations if you have high expectations like if you yeah. think if you think you're going to go and it's just going to be sex left right and center you're going to be kind of disappointed from how social it is like and it was it's just been it was really good this year especially because um with the kind of health issues that have been going on which are getting mended i was kind of hoping they would have been sorted by dark bands but such is life um i didn't really have a lot of sexual encounters i took part in the horse fair um which kind of broke me a little bit but it was personally i did well at horse fair i did enjoy myself i didn't get a sling or anything which you know sucks but i know there's some people that didn't really get much action which i was kind of sad for them for because my first horse fair was last year and it was amazing and this year it was just i don't know how they managed it but i feel it wasn't well um anyway that's a tangent which that's something for future discussions because yeah, yeah i could talk a lot about the the horse fair and the issues i had with it but um but, but as a general something... rule Sorry, I'll let you continue. No, it's uh, it was just more sort of going on to what sort of you mentioned there about the expectation things. That's actually a really good way to look at stuff as that's what I always say to everyone about an event, sort of don't go into the event expecting all this to happen. Go into the event with an open mind 
Yeah, exactly. Um, as when I go to any event, I don't... Well, another bit of advice from myself to anyone out there is an event such as Darklands or Folsom or whatever it may be, um, try not to sort of pre-arrange things in concrete, as one might say. Yeah, um, no, that, that's solid not, advice. Yeah, don't go to an event, you know, and say, right, I'm going to do X, Y, Z, and if I don't do X, Y, Z, I'm going to be upset. No, you need to go to the event with an open mind, and if it so happened to happen, excellent. If it doesn't, well, you, you didn't have sort of expectations of it, sort of, you know, you didn't concrete it in, so if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. And that's the advice that I've always lived by, and it works. The previous Darklands just gone that I was at, um, I obviously I met quite a lot of people that I knew. However, because I like to sort of expand my social circle, I met some absolutely amazing people out there who I'd never talked to previously before Darklands. However, um, yeah, I'm I was obviously I'm so fortunate I met them, and it was just by pure coincidence. Yeah, because I think I bumped into you briefly on that would have been the Thursday, I think. Yeah, I am somewhat of a busy boy, as one might say. Oh, honestly, I, I feel you there. Because um, I was quite unlucky because I woke up on the Friday and I was feeling a bit ugh. And then I, I got this stomach bug, which I was like, yeah. fuck. So yeah, I ended up getting nursed back to health by my, my Dutch mum, who is a wonderful, wonderful woman. Um, the Dutch version of Drew Barrymore is the best way to describe her. She is one gorgeous and be just absolutely brilliant um that's good of her um her husband is a pup and he's part of the the pup belgium pack um and yeah i just think it's a, a brilliant relationship dynamic um but yeah it was it was kind of sucky because then i went to the day festival on the saturday um which i did quite a lot there i got my i got my ribs tattooed um, which nice. was featured on the Cube Tattoo. Um, anyone visiting Barcelona, uh, check out Cube Tattoo. They are an amazing bunch of guys. They're all gorgeous. They're all amazing tattoo artists and uh, piercing guys. Um, highly, highly recommend. I got tied up and tattooed, um, which was my first kind of rope experience as well. And I was like, this is, you can't really get more kinky than, you know, getting tied up in a needle in your rib. Um, most painful tattoo I've ever had, but hey, so worth it. <laughs> ribs are unfortunately same as uh, your ribs and pat your back can be very oh, painful. Yeah, I don't think I'm ready to get my back tattooed. It's yeah, I got I got my ribs and my ear done, and I think I did well for that weekend. Um, but yeah, by, by the time it got to the the Saturday night party, I was just dead. So I ended up just getting a pizza and chilling. Um, Which. Which is sad because I got the Alpha Madness ticket and didn't use the Alpha Deck once. So I'm, I'm kind of bummed out about that, but you know, it is well, what it is. It's such as life. And I think yeah. it's it's try to try to take the positive from the situations rather than fixating on the negatives. Yes. Yeah. You know, I think unfortunately this year, as last year, it did happen as well. This year, it so happened to be a stomach bog. Last year was still the remains of COVID. Same as this, this year. I think it's... Um, you know, and, and, and it is quite an intense event for anyone. So oh, yeah. it does put somewhat of a strain on your body without you really realizing it as you're putting in very long hours. 
Yeah. Well, also okay. the Saturday was the the horse fair as well. So uh, I'd, yes. I'd done that, and then it got to the kind of nighttime event, and it's just like, no, my insides are kind of broken at this point. Um, yeah. So again, sort of, you know, you would sort of focus on the positives from the situation, and sort yeah. of looking back, you can always think, right, next year, I'm going to try and uh, do this instead, or maybe I'll try this, or. You know yeah, what could I, I do to make it a little bit better i am very much looking forward to next year um just because like i feel every year that i go i kind of meet new people and then you get this kind of bigger circle of people that you can kind of yeah. talk to when you're there um and there's definitely i interact with a lot more people this year um just because i wasn't i didn't i don't think i really the only time i really went to the dark rooms was for the horse fair i didn't really go to them any other time i was at the boots quite a lot um i love the boots um, yeah it's it's a lot of good fun as long as it's not like completely packed and the heating's on because oh my god it was so warm uh, yeah the boots is um sort of when i tend to sort of so i go to darklands and other events however sometimes i'll go to belgium and like berlin and all in place but i'll go off season so when it's when there's not any things like um Folsom on or anything like that yeah because you have just more the locals which i tend to prefer because it's slightly quieter it's easier to talk to people and it's not as you know, since it's quieter it's not as absolutely rampant yeah no absolutely which um, i found this this year in the boots like over years it was sh- sort of shoulder to shoulder um yeah which, which and it does make comfortable it's not comfortable and it does sort of psychologically it does make it harder to play with people as there is just so yes. much going on around oh you God, yeah. and it's um but yeah that's a it's yeah it's it's just one of those where it's it's nice because then there is technically more people to kind of socialize and interact with but yeah there's no space to actually move and exactly I think it, it, it takes the, the, the Sunday it takes 10 night. minutes to go downstairs. <laughs> oh god, yeah. yeah. The, the Sunday, the Sunday they decided that they were going to let the the guys smoke cigars in that up on the third floor, which oh, yeah. you kind of walked up and it was like all the heat's rising. You've then got just lungfuls of smoke, and I was just like, I I I just got new latex that I was wearing, and it's like it is very snug, <laughs> and just having yes. the kind of pressure pushing in on me and all the heat, I was just like, nah, this. So I ended up in the kind of the basement and just chilled there for a little while with some of the Irish yeah. pups. I ended um, up in the basement quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't blame you, honestly. Because um, I was, yeah, I was just hiding down there. Um, but, yeah. Okay, I've officially lost track of where I am now. Um, <laughs> okay, so what does being a pup and a handler mean for you? Um, which I know this is a very open question, so if if you need a few minutes to think about it, that's absolutely fine. I can get a. Yeah, I'll I'll start with pop then. Um, so for me, being a pop, it's it's been able to, in some ways, it, it's a different side to me. It's a, it's a side that I can sort of relax into in a sense. Okay. As sort of. <laughs> Pop play is an, is a form of escapism. Yes, absolutely. Um, so a lot of people use it well as a form of escapism. So sort of they can separate their like professional life to pop. So obviously for me, I've got my professional life, which stays very separate. 
and then I've got Neutron, who is sort of it's there is a crossover. However, it's two very different things for me. So being a pop, it's a form of escapism. So I can go into a, a nice relaxed headspace um, and just be dog. As simple as that. <laughs> um, yeah. For me, that works. Like as a pop, as and there's a lot of people, you know, a lot of people know, you know, head stretches, just give me stretches and I'm yeah. happy as Lavi. Um, Love that, yeah. You know, it's, it's, you know, I can go to friends, I can go to a club, I can go to events, I can just be myself. There's no sort of, I, I say that there's no judgment, there's always judgment, doesn't matter where you go, but oh, yeah. for me, I just feel free <laughs> and just, yeah, I just feel really, you know, just comfortable. You know, I'm, I am a confident person. Yeah. Um, but in the same way, being a pop as well, yes, it's form escapism. However, I get a lot of pleasure and joy out of helping other people. Yeah. Um, which sort of ties into sort of the handle side of it as well. But the pop side, it's like introducing new people, getting people into sort of a nice, relaxed headspace, um, sort of bringing out people's true potential um, yeah. over the years. Oh, you're like a little emotional support pop. <laughs> <laughs> I can be. Um, yeah. As oh, a lot that. of people out there, as a lot of people out there will know who have talked to me, is I will listen to anyone. You know, yeah. as long as you are not being rude, or even if you're being rude and arrogant with me, I will gently remind you. Um, <laughs> however, I will help anyone through anything. Most, you know, if you have a problem, I can sit you down, I can run through it with you. And at that point, sort of, yes, I'm still neutron, but at that point, I start sort of go, venturing over into my professional side to sort of talking yeah. through people's stuff. As, um, so I've, I've, I do have a long list of kinks. However, I do a lot of hypno. Some people know, some people don't. Oh, very nice. Um, and it's then actually from... something I don't have much experience with is hypno, but I've heard very good things about it. And I know that a lot of the, or I know Funzo is very much in a hypno. <laughs> yeah, so hypno can work in inside and outside of kink. Um, it can be... Hypno is definitely, obviously, in, in kink, it's definitely a fun thing. However, the the point I need to make is you have to use it correctly. Yeah. As for me, I'm quite strict in the way I do it. It's fun, but I'm quite strict, which you need to be, as I've seen a lot of cases over the years where people who have been not so strict with it and you end up, you can unlimitedly mess someone up in the head. Oh, okay. Um, that doesn't sound good. No, it doesn't, and it does happen. I, you know, people will sit there and probably deny it, but I have seen cases where people, but into a trance, in a so so, so the way that I do hypno and a lot of my kink stuff, um, anything hypno-wise, it's done in a private setting, and what I mean by private means I am. Um, I can control the environment I am in. So yeah. at a club, I cannot control the environment. No, exactly. It doesn't go ahead. At someone's house or, you know, at, at a hotel or they're at my house, yes, I can control the environment. Yeah. It's the same with a lot of my kink stuff as well. If I'm restraining someone or doing something I would consider sort of a more heavier kink, that doesn't happen in a busy club because I can't control the environment. I can't control what people are going to do when they walk, walk past. Yeah. No, that I makes can't perfect control sense. if the person takes a turn for the worse. I do 
I am equipped. However, in a club, it's a little bit harder to, you know, it, it's, yeah. it's that harder. Yeah. Um, however, that's the way that I work. Some people like it, some people don't. That's personal preference, but that's the way that I do it. Especially with Hypno, as in a club, you don't really get. Yes, I, I do very gentle bits of it, but anything extreme, you have that much stuff going on in the club, you can't really get someone into a good, nice, deep headspace, nice and yeah. relaxed, and whatever headspace they want to go down. But moving away from sort of kink, the hypno side of it as well, <laughs> a lot of it is who like people are struggling with stuff as they're going through life and stuff like that. I'll happily talk to people over the phone. I don't mind that. It's no qualms on me. Yeah. Um, it's the same with, as I said before, like some of the charities I've worked with, sort of being able to get people to actually sort of signpost to them. Yeah. Um, sort of with that, it's been able to sort of talk to people and actually let them work out what's going on in their head, why they're feeling like that, and so on and so forth. Okay. Which then also ties back to yeah. the hit. No, obviously, if I'm doing um, as I've had scenes before so before i do any hypno i actually talk to the person first i don't just dive into it i talk to the person so the better i get to know you the better the scene is yeah no that makes perfect um, sense yep because i know sort of yeah i can work i can talk to you i can work out triggers i can work out stuff to avoid any past memories we actually need to deal with before going into hypno um i've had to on a few occasions i've had people not be as open and honest with me which it's it's no hardship on me. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to put someone down for that. However, I have had situations where I've had to take someone out of the headspace and we've sat down and we've had a cup of tea and we've talked about stuff, actually, you know, this other stuff as well going on in their head and they weren't, you know, exactly in the right headspace. And at that point, I normally stop because it's not fair on them and it's not fair on me to continue. Yeah. Does it like, bad, like really badly affect the session going on or? So, no. So, if you were to continue it, it would badly affect the session. It would eventually... It, they wouldn't feel fully relaxed because it's, it's on the back of their mind. Yeah, okay. Um, so, now what I do, I'll just... A lot of my kink scenes, the way I do it, if you talk to anyone, um, I tend to take short breaks during my scenes. Okay. Um, like, the stuff you see in Twitter and, you know, a lot of, like, uh, porn and all that, it's just... Yes, yes, it's a snippet of what goes on, but even behind all that, people do take breaks in between. Yeah. Um, it's like with me, regardless of what I'm doing, I normally stop after a while and go, regardless of, you know, it's like if they want to take a break, we'll take a break. If I want to take a break, we'll take a break, regardless of whether Dom or Sob, you know, either party can safe word out. And it's not a sort of, this is the end of it. It's a, step out and take a break let's have a chat you know oh yeah. let's just have a cup of tea you know it's just let's just um yeah no that this is really interesting this is like this is something i'm completely like i have no experience of hypno at all so this is fascinating and very new to me so yeah um, it's 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 quite a my advice to anyone starting out is take it slowly um there is lots of people out there that will happily sort of take you into it without really talking to you first which is normally a red flag personally yeah. um again you can do damage if you're not careful yeah more extreme cases that is but it is still possible especially with someone who is you know potentially working through other stuff as well yeah. unrelated to kink um 
but yeah some like the hypno stuff i've done sort of if people wanted to sort of be taken into a trance where they believe they have a dog so we'll go down that route and they will just be a dog all the time they're under my trance and that's all i can think about i, I really like that that's, that's pretty and cool obviously i'll take them into a nice deep headspace work you know work into that continue the headspace and at the end of it i'll slowly take them out of the headspace and then take them out of the headspace then we'll go down obviously we'll sit down have a break let them decompress from the session because you have to decompress from it you can't just click your fingers it's not like on tv yeah <laughs> um decompress and a lot of the time so the feedback i get is you know they get really good buzz off it you know they really enjoyed it however they it, they find it quite hard to explain sort of what was going on because they weren't really how would you say they weren't lucid yeah that's the word they were sort of in like elusive sort of dream in a sense however it was happening uh, this is, without trying to go on too much tangent here, this is sort of going back to sort of the human brain. We There was so much more we can do with it than we actually realise. Yeah, no, definitely. It's it's actually something I definitely want to try. Um, would you kind of compare it to almost like kinda the spiritual side of like doing a seance where if you're not careful, you can like summon bad energy, as it were? Um, I'm not much of a spiritual person, to be honest with you. Um, with in in relation to sort of bad energy, um, with hit, I mean, with that would be putting someone into a bad headspace or putting someone into a bad way, which is something obviously you want to avoid. Yeah, no, definitely, you um, want to try and avoid that. No, I'm not that, too sure sort of the spiritual side of it because it's not really my area, unfortunately. Oh, un- unfortunately, I'm. I was raised very Christian um, and kind of deviated from the path, as it were, um, quite a few years ago now. Um, so, I'm, I'm open to the spiritualist ideas. I'm very open, and you know, what you want to believe, you can believe. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Personally, I, I I do think there is something more than than just you know blank death at the end of it, where you know your consciousness is just snapped out of existence forever. I do believe that it kind of lives on a little bit longer, um, and I'm I'm very into my paranormal programs at the minute, um, <laughs> and just kind of seeing how they they mess up. And the one I've been watching at the moment is Paranormal Lockdown. It's fantastic. Yeah. The, the, the cameraman got bit by a ghost and i was just like hey yo he's got fucking teeth marks on him um no it's just it's one of these things where some of it's very believable and some of it you're just like that's fucking made up um, yeah but but that's the beauty of sort of i mean this is sort of moving away from kink but this is sort of this is the beauty of being human at the end of the day you know we all have views and opinions and there is no there's how'd you say there's so I can't exactly I can't remember the phrase I was going to use there. Um, it's sort of there's no wrong answer in a sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know? Like everyone has their own interpretation of life. If everyone was the same, it would be completely boring. Oh, it would be boring. Everyone has their own interpretation, their own views and opinions, which I think is great. Yeah. And in in the same way, like I may believe something that you don't, but that doesn't make that doesn't make you wrong or me wrong. No, that's exactly. Just our, that's just our views, opinions, and beliefs. Yeah, because if everybody believed in the same stuff and liked all the same stuff, we wouldn't have the kind of kink communities or anything well, because everyone, everything would be classed as vanilla. Well, if everyone did think the same, we wouldn't be human at the end of the day. We no, would exactly. just be robots. We would be Borg. 
um, which ties back to Star Trek. Anyway, <laughs> um, can you tell me about a particular moment or memory that encapsulates how you feel when you're in the pub or handler headspace? Um, I've just realised we've also missed a question there. Um, back to handler, but yeah, we'll jump on this one. We did. We'll jump back to it. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. So, what was the question again? Sorry. So can you tell me about a particular moment or memory that encapsulates how you feel when you're in the pub or handler headspace? A memory. Um, pop headspace-wise, a memory is... And there's so many. Um, sort of, it's a... As a pop, sort of, nice headspace is being relaxed, comfortable, with the people I'm around, being able to let my guard down as such. Okay sort of being that sort of just nice again just being neutron just being nice chill relax there's nothing to worry about because i'm just a dog yeah which is the exact headspace you want to be in exactly no stress no worries being around nice positive people people that you feel safe and comfortable with um And then sort of going back to sort of, I should say, the sort of handler headspace being. Um, handler headspace, it's more, for me, being a handler, I'm obviously, I am still a pop at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, but handler, it's, I'm obviously going back to sort of respect and loyalty, which is a main thing for me. Uh, I'm also, I'm protective up to a point. By this, I okay. mean by this i mean sort of i'm not there's there's certain people out there who are overprotective i'd call them who yeah. will not let their pop interact with certain people um i've since i've been around a while i've dealt with these people quite a bit and trying to educate them that at the end of the day regardless of the kink scene you it, this is still a person you know yeah no absolutely they you and even as a pop Obviously, some me pay, may, handlers may find this hard to hear. Is sometimes pops have to make mistakes to learn, and this is not me being sort of malicious or anything like that. This is me being truthful here, in the no. same way as me as a handler. You know, you have to make the mistakes to learn. You can't. It's perfectly natural. Yeah, because you're not going to um, learn if you succeed every time. Well, if you succeed every time, you you're not learning you're probably doing something wrong um as i've had in certain <laughs> cases sort of i've had other handlers trying to tell me what to do and it's like no i've had certain handlers telling their pops certain things which is complete nonsense um i've i wouldn't say unfortunate because i do enjoy helping people i've helped quite a few people over the years to leave certain packs so in as i identified them as abusive straight away what was going on yeah okay uh which which sort of goes back to the, the pack mentality which it's great to be in a pack however there are certain packs out there that are abusive in some ways and a lot of the times the pops don't necessarily see it as they are taken so i've assumed you know when it's like 18 19 come out as a pop there's certain handlers that jump on this and use it to their advantage which is manipulation in a sense and yeah. abuse and will just sort of mollycoddle them don't let them experience anything else they don't know anything else yeah which i i um, feel like that could be quite a dangerous mentality to get into um 
Mm-hmm. Becoming possessive over other people is is a very dangerous thing to begin with. It's, it's a, a very big red, red yeah. It's a very big red flag for a relationship, and yeah. I feel like in the kink community, these relationships between um, pups, alphas, and pups and handlers, I feel like these relationships are kind of intimate in a different way, and yeah. I, I feel like being possessive over these ones is a little bit more dangerous. Um, yeah, so it's actually a really good point you've made there about the relationship things. Um, as there's a lot of emotions that are drawn in, and there is a lot of confusion within sort of the kink scene as well. Um, obviously, this is me speaking quite broadly here. Yeah. As I've seen it quite a few times before where pops go into a pack, uh, whether it be miscommunication or whatever it may be, where they let's say the handler gets very fond of one certain pop mm-hmm. uh, which you know it's all well and good however sometimes it takes over the entire pack and then you end up just in a really awkward situation of the pop's probably more you know more like a part like a boyfriend or yeah. you end up with like a one-way street situation where the pop believes the handler's their boyfriend, but the handler doesn't believe, and this is where it gets very complicated. And unfortunately, yeah. I've seen a lot of packs just break down because of this, because there's so much miscommunication, or there's a lot of sort of two pops, um, sort of relationship wise, and it all gets very messy, unfortunately, if there's no communication. Yeah, it's, it's which... something I definitely want to kind of investigate further because I feel like the relationship between pop, alpha, pop, handler is. It's something a little bit more intricate and oh it definitely is there needs to be i'm not going to say there's going to you know needs to be like a strict diagram but there needs oh, to no, be exactly like the thing that i always say with people is communication is key even if it's stuff you don't, don't want to talk about you have to talk about it yes. you cannot dance around certain questions if yes, you start 100%. dancing around certain questions which there is so i've gone so I've, without sort of going down this avenue and this podcast as um i've had to advise and educate people on certain things sort of not relating to kink but more sort of um having sex um sort of more undetected i've had to sort of educate people who have been fed misinformation by the handler about things which i think say quite a shame yep it's and Uh, and that's the thing that is also quite a worry is people that are very new to the community if they happen to meet the wrong person who is then either possessive or manipulative yep. they can go down this route of being fed wrong information and yep. end up either corrupted and you know being part of this wrong information and become a dangerous individual themselves or it can scar them and then they leave the community which is usually very open accepting and knowledgeable and correct as it were and i i do feel sorry um i know there's a couple of um well there's a a pup and the pup's partner in our particular group um in belgium where they'd been having kind of troubles interacting with people at events and they nearly left the entire kind of community because of it and it was all because of just a lack of communication with them and it's things like that that make me go 
it's it's not fair when people don't get the kind of the nice experiences along with i mean you're obviously going to have bad experiences every now and then such as life life never goes to plan oh. life is never perfect but i just thought it was terrible that you know their first kind of experience at an event was people not really interacting and you know kind of shunning them and that's that's not what the the kind of any of the kink community should be about unless that's no. unless the kind of shunning is your your kink i suppose but it's yeah i just felt kind of bad and like you know reaching out to them being like look if if you're at an event that i'm at you know just message me and i'll meet up and we can have drinks and so, that sort of thing it was just like yeah, yeah. it just yeah. It annoyed me that they'd been ignored because it's it's not oh, a very it's... fucking nice thing to do in general but like when it's their first event like come on yeah it's, it's unfortunately that's just the nature of certain people it's like i said before if i see anyone at an event who is perhaps standing by themselves or i mean anyone in general but i do sort of anyone who's looking a bit lonely i'll go up to them and i'll approach them i'll try and yeah pull them into sort of what's going on in the room whether they're you know if they don't want it i'll leave them be i you know have to respect that oh absolutely um, but yeah um i think as well with the pop play and the escapers and things sort of, sort of tying it in back into that is there's a lot of people sort of within this community and it's without sort of having how do you say stereotyping people which this will come across is the majority of people in sort of pop play and this community does have i mean it's it's like myself i have autism mm -hmm. and the majority of people do have some form of how to say this without being how uh, blunt um the, and the majority of people do have never um they're neurodivergent yeah neurodivergent there we go and that is not a bad thing but then no, it does tie into sort of pop play because it is escapism and if you look at that compared to let's say autism for instance it's it, it fits very well and i think alongside that a lot of people have obviously from pop obviously you know from coming into the scene there's a lot of people who have underlying mental health conditions which it doesn't necessarily mean it's the end of the world it just means it's something else to work through which is as a human you need to absolutely you know? yeah i i've been there before i'll openly admit it i've been in some darkest places in my time however oh, yeah. you have to keep moving forward which is why i'm so proactive with raising awareness i'm so proactive with signposting people i'm just constantly reinforcing it um which i think as well sort of like darklands and other pop events people go there and in some ways they don't really know what to expect no, especially for the first uh, yeah, time that's that's the thing is like when i first went to darklands i had no idea what to expect i just got told this is a huge kink yeah. event um and at first i was like okay so is everyone just going to be like having sex everywhere is it yeah. going to just be like a bunch of you know dark rooms and i was kind of like i'd have no idea what i was getting myself in for but like it was very exciting and yeah it's it does You've surprise got, you. <laughs> oh, it, it does massively, you know. it's. Um, I've been around a while, so I know. But um, one of the things that I tend to do at events, if anyone sees me, um, especially I did this a lot at Darklands. Um, I think it somewhat became a bit of a running joke. But uh, like for Darklands, so like in a lot of clubs, a lot of people do this. So don't be ashamed if you do. It's perfectly normal. Uh, it's like earplugs and ear defenders. Yes. Um, oh. At Darklands... 
It's so if anyone, <laughs> yeah, if anyone I saw who was struggling, or in general, I kept like a pack of two hundred in my back pocket of like disposable ones oh, in packets. Packets. Nice. So I was literally just anyone that's talking to that, you know, mentioned they were struggling. I was just like, there you go, there you go. And for me, I don't care the cost. You know, it's it it's no object to me so yeah I, I will just happily sort of l let me help you out here let me improve your night a bit or um let me make that a little bit more enjoyable for yourself in the same way sort of other clubs as well if i see someone struggling or i have had a few instances when people have had um sort of panic attacks or other things um like over overwhelmed you know i will just yeah. pick up on that and I, I don't even care what i'm doing at that point i will take them under my wing and i'll just either yeah. take them outside take them somewhere quiet talk to them or most of the time they just need a bit of reinsurance and you know it's oh yeah because like, these things can sometimes be a bit much especially if you're not used to it or yeah you know it's sometimes the crowds can be too large the music can be too loud it's just it can be a lot and if you're not in you know the right headspace it yeah. it can get to you um, oh, no, 100% I think people need to realise as well there's, it's, there's no shame in stepping out if, if you feel overwhelmed or anything like that within a event or or even within a kink scene if you're doing it with someone if you feel overwhelmed or it's too much take a break step out and step back in you yeah. know it's, it's not sort of again if I'm doing sort of kink scenes with people the way that I say it you know you know we can stop the session at any time we can take a break we don't have to go back into it we can if you want to that's perfectly fine by me however it's not a because a lot of people are under the impression if you sort of say stop that's it end of you know in yeah. the bin nothing happens which that's not the case that's not the right no, way of doing uh, it it's no, the absolutely not yeah um but yeah and i think sort of been so sort of understanding of people it's obviously i've been there myself and i've had some absolutely extraordinary friends who've helped me out through the yeah. years and this is sort of my way of sort of paying it back to the community and i i always will to keep doing this yeah no absolutely because even even on the kind of other side of that like if if you're at an event and you're either not feeling the vibe or you're not feeling great like you don't need to stay like exactly if, if, if you're if you're there and like you're feeling awful like I was on the Saturday of of Darklands when I'd done the day festival, getting towards the night festival, and I just started feeling awful. Yeah, I I went home and just chilled for the night because, as much as I want, wanted to stay and enjoy and dance and things, I would have been completely dead on the Sunday. And we had the the puppy walk on the Sunday and things like that that I was looking forward to, and I was like, I would rather go home, miss the kind of night festival where all I'm really yeah. going to be doing is dancing and socializing anyway. Um, I'd rather miss that than miss kind of the puppy walk and kind of the the Sunday social stuff. So, if it, I mean, realistically, I didn't miss out on much. I missed out no. on I missed out on a, probably a few conversations with people, which you know I can still speak to them because I have contact with a lot of people now. Um, yeah. But I think the first year. I tried to do way too much because it was like this is my first big event you know yeah. this is i want to do this i want to do that and you know the more i learned i was like looking at this guy like i printed out the the kind of guide um <laughs> so much ink um yeah 
and like I was going through it being like oh I need to do this and I need to do this and I need to do this and yeah it was it was a mess because I was trying to do way too much and yeah it's it's not good for you no it's not and the first time at an event truth be told I think a lot of people do that they get sort of giddy and want to do it all which is for your first event sort of if you're relative new to the scene you will do it no matter what anyone tells you and it's always the, the time sort of your first event going somewhere you know it might not be brilliant because you're trying to do everything at once so a lot of people some people get bit off by that and won't return to an event when in actual fact you know as long as it didn't go like horrifically wrong just return to the event try it again try but sort of try it again but do it a different way my like my understanding of life is if option a doesn't work try option b don't keep trying option a and option a option a just try something else try something else you know and sort of learn from yourselves i'm not gonna say learn from your mistakes learn from yourselves what works what doesn't work what you enjoy what what you don't like which is sort of in kink in general you can make kink whatever you want to it and you know it's try what you want you know it's and just sort of trying things with different people you'll always have a slightly different outcome yeah definitely like um even just having hookups with people, everyone's different. Everyone has oh. you know, their own favorite position. Everyone has their own kind of stroke style, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so different vibe as well. Yeah, like everyone has their own kind of unique way of doing things. So just sit back and enjoy the ride. Not exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the um, best way to, that I, I can kind of describe <laughs> that. No, um, and something else I was just sort of flip back to that i was going to mention before I totally forgot um obviously mentioned before i've saying enjoy helping people um i do i'm not sure if you saw you probably saw me at darklands um yes i do tend to bring my dslr everywhere okay so yes, you did because yeah, i so. i brought mine and then my alpha left it at the boots um, oh i got it back it's fine it's just oh, i didn't cute. get to do like i didn't i didn't get to to do the photography that i wanted um just well, because i meant to go and pick it up on the friday and then i wasn't leaving anywhere on the friday yeah. so i was like well it's just staying there and i didn't end up going to the boots until the sunday so yeah it's my own fault well um, this this applies to you and anyone else listening if you do want a picture just come find me i'm not that scary and i you know it's for me I, I get enjoyment taking pictures like you know yes it's my own time because obviously i have to edit them and all that but yeah. i get the enjoyment of seeing people happy that's that's, yeah, that's the main thing about it yeah that's me sort of i get a thrill out of it because i see someone happy i give someone something they can remember it by you know they're happy i'm happy win-win happy days which um, is always it's always a bonus yeah and you know it's just enjoy it <laughs> yeah no and that's uh, the main thing like, is like it, it's something extra but it's something that you also enjoy which you know you, you can't really go wrong with that and that's like the the podcast for me is i love talking to people um um i'd like to think i'm pretty approachable and easy to talk to and i feel like i like hearing people's stories about how they've experienced life differently than i have and that's why i kind of came up with the idea of the podcast of like hearing how people got into pup play because i only really got into pup play kind of late 2021 start of 2022 um yeah. and Dak, dax only made his his first appearance um 
when was that? That would have been Darklands last year. Like I'd done some putt play with friends kind of behind closed doors sort of thing. Um, and kind of after Darklands last year, I was like, okay, this is great being able to interact with, you know, other pups and learning, you know, how to do the, the pup handshake and things like that. It's, it's been fantastic. Yeah. So have you ever had an accidental headspace switch in a normal situation? I feel like you've so, kind of got yours under control. <laughs> so this goes out to everyone here. This doesn't happen overnight. You know, you don't just say I'm going to be a pop and you're automatically at sort of, how would you say, without sort of beheading myself at my level. You don't sort of, you know, this takes years yeah. you know, of working into it, finding what like, you don't like all that stuff. Um, yes, I have actually um, on a few, a few occasions. And... For saying I'm, I'm quite a confident person. So if it happens, I don't really hide it. I'm like, whatever, carry on. You know, it's not yeah. the end of the world. <laughs> um, I have, I have plenty of times I've barked at coworkers. <laughs> um, uh, how did they respond in that situation? Normally, they just look at me a bit funny and we carry on. <laughs> as a line of work I work in, your coworkers, you trust each other with your life. So yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you know, there's no sort of, you know, yeah, of course you can have banter and all that. You can have an absolute laugh, but yeah at the end of the day you have to laugh about things oh 100 um, see my, my issue is, is that i wear my my padlock everywhere um and i always get questioned about it especially at work um which some of the people will be like is that not really heavy and they'll try and lift it up and they're like what the fuck is that i'm like yeah i think that's just you know it, it's comfortable and i like the weight of it <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've I've had at work on a few occasions people grab it, not realizing what it is. Yeah, I've had people uh, kind of yank it, and it's like that is attached, and it's not coming undone. It doesn't have a safety release. Please don't. Yeah, I've had people, and then when they realize what it is, most of the occasions they look at me and just sort of talk it back down, and we just <laughs> never talk about it again. Yeah. Um, now, for me, I try and wear my collar as much as possible, but due to the work environment, I mean, I can't for safety reasons, as it is metal. Yeah. So. In the line of work that I do, I can't wear any kind of external clothing into the clean rooms. So yeah. the only the only thing external that goes into the clean rooms is my body and my underwear. Um, everything else is clean room garments. So I have to take yeah. off all jewellery. So I need to take out my piercings, need to take off my chain and things like that. Um, and they have these big metal lockers that the minute I put my chain down, you just hear the clanking of metal on metal. <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah. the fuck is that? And I'm like, oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I feel you there. I I like, I like don't like taking off, and obviously I would give the keys to a key holder um, and just let them take it off, but because of the line of work I do, I need to take it off myself, which kind of sucks. It kind of defeats the purpose, but... Yeah. Yeah, and since you mentioned Keyholder, that's a, I mean, that's a whole nother. Yeah, that's a whole, whole, whole nother branch. <laughs> yeah, that is definitely. <laughs> um, um, so moving on to kind of some other other questions that I have here, because, yeah, I we could literally talk all night, honestly. It's, yes, it's, we could. It's It's been great. Um, but like, do you stick to the hanky code or do you just have blue as your favorite color? So, I'm in and out of it. So, blue is my favorite color. So, everything I have is mostly blue. Okay. Because um, that's just me. Neutron is blue. Yep. Um, easy way to find me in a room as well. Just look for blue. Um, <laughs> hanky code, I, I don't really stick to it as such. And I think 
going back years ago, well before my time and your time, it was yes, you know, the, you know, the hanky code was more of a thing, and I think these days yeah. it's it's a lot more relaxed than what it was. Yeah, um, I, I feel like it's more of just a general idea at this point where certain, yeah, it's, it's, cer- certain colors are still very much associated with like yellow with water spores, brown with scat, that sort of thing. They're they're kind of hard and like red with fisting. Those are kind of hard. The ones that have almost, stuck around. Yeah. However, you know, but what people need to understand is if you like that color, go for it. You oh, know? Yeah, 100%. Like, don't don't think that because your favorite color is for instance say your favorite color is brown that if you get your gear to be brown people are just going to instantly assume that you know you're in a scat um i mean some people will but some people will I mean, the people won't yeah some people will just be like hey oh cool colors um because there is some really interesting color combinations that i've seen out there um i particularly like the kind of orange and blue combos um orange is yeah. my favorite color and i just like blue as well um I do need to get a new custom hood, but that's another another story. Um, and do you go for like a particular brand for for your gear? Like, have you got? So, I mean, this is an interesting topic. Um, as people who have uh, been following me for a few years know full well that I'm not afraid to pull people up, including brand companies. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've no shame in it. I've had, uh, I won't divulge too much, but I've had some very nasty comments and remarks by certain companies against me. Um, such as life. Brand, <laughs> um, such as life. I've. So, brand wise, my advice is shop around. Um, yeah. So. Because every brand will have their own kind of style. Yeah. And I find that if you do look around and kind of find a style that's best for you, you can kind of you can kind of mix and match anyway. Oh, a hundred percent. And so I've going back to most of the dealings I've had with brands have been really positive. Like um, obviously my custom hood from Mister S. I can't yeah. fault them there. Um, obviously a lot of my sort of I do choose certain brands over others, but that's my own personal choice. Yeah. Um, there is certain brands out there that I feel are overpriced heavily, which yes. obviously, it, it, yes, it is a kink market, but a lot of a lot of certain brands do rip the absolute. Yeah, they, out they, they the seem to think because it's so niche that people will just pay it. Exactly, and I'm quite a handy person, so I do tend to make a lot of my own gear if I need it. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. I'll quite happily sort of. Um, what's well, like most of my stuff so I'm not afraid to take something apart work out how it works rebuild it a different way uh, build my own pretty much kink gear and because you nice. know I want it down to what, what I want not necessarily what the brand sort of wants or, I'll, or I will buy something branded and just do my own variation with it um, in the same way I'm not afraid to buy uh, broken equipment and fixing it that's probably my best bit of advice out yeah. there there is so much kink gear people selling online that's broken and for example the fuck machine i bought which was apparently broken uh, that cost me a whole one pound to fix because it needed a new washer <laughs> it's just dumb shit like that honestly like, oh a hundred percent i love and shit like that, that that's how i like, got a cheap dishwasher because it was like uh 
I got it in an auction and it was like yeah. a customer return that they were like, oh, it's completely broken. It doesn't work. And literally all that was wrong with it was the the motherboard in it just had a loose connection that just needed, yeah. the, the wires literally just needed retouched into each other and That's it works it. fine. It's totally yeah, safe. I, <laughs> I promise. I'm obviously being uh, sparky, like I have no qualm about pulling apart over the years I've saved so much sort of pulling apart washing machines microwaves you name yeah. it you know and it, it's done safely because my I'm very power, paramount about safety for me oh yeah um, I'm probably you know for saying what you know for saying what I do in the kink world I'm a rather safe person you know there's always a fail safe there's always a plan B there's always you know there's sort of there's no exception there's always a way out yeah. um, which is the way I work no, which um, is really good. And like, do you wish there was anything you knew before you became a pup? Like, in, um, reg in regards to any of that or in regards to kind of anything else just in general? I think my best, so before I became a pup, I mean, this is sort of tying into any advice for new pups as well. Yeah. Um, be yourself. Don't try and hide it. Um just be yourself and go into it sort of if if you do have to do what i did and go into the deep end good on you um and i mean i really mean that good on you because that's how i started and it's fucking tough out there i'm not oh, gonna yeah. lie um however it does partially help if you go into it with someone who, who you already know yeah like definitely. Another pop, yeah. which it does help but then you've got unfortunately the bias of that person <laughs> yes uh, which brings us back to the original point, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just be yourself and don't believe you have to buy the gear to be a pop. As this does somewhat... I see this happening quite a lot. A lot of people think they have to have this brand of pop herd or this robber or they have to have this type of harness or they have to. And it's like, no, you don't need any gear to be a pop of a dog you know there's no yes, sort of no, like exactly you know and i think a lot of sort of people i've seen a lot of people on twitter bashing people for this it's like so what you don't have a pop hood you know it's just be yeah. yourself yeah no and absolutely and, and genuine people will find you um because there is what I've experienced over the years, there's a lot of people who are obsessed with gear, and if you don't have the gear, they don't want to know you. Yeah, and which it, these it's a bit, it's a bit bullshit when people are like, oh, that. but the gear is not the most important part. Absolutely not. The headspace. A hundred percent, and I think sort of advice as well. It's what I've sort of learned over the years is people like this who are just after the gear. They're not actually after you. Yes. Is, you can still be friends with them. I'm not going to, you know, belittle anyone for that, but I tend to sort of give people a wider berth than others who are just fascinated as I've had. Um, like, I don't post most con a lot of contents on Twitter because two minutes half the time I just forget to film it with people. I'm terrible for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and there's other stuff that I purposely don't post on Twitter because unless people know exactly what they're doing, like myself, I don't want people to recreate no, exactly. Um, yeah, as um, I've seen sort of people over the years. I've obviously I've seen quite a lot of sort of upsetting things over the years. Unfortunately, yeah, um, see monkey do. 
exactly or monkey see monkey do but monkey does but doesn't do it exactly or doesn't have x y and z in place yep and they don't have Uh, the kind of technical know-how they're just yes they're just trying to replicate from a video which is very hard to do because you don't know um it's a bit like most kink scenes you see sort of video clips and all that you think wow that's really hot but a lot of people need to understand there was so much preparation before of it and also aftercare that's something that i wish i knew when i started out a lot more about sort of because um, obviously when you look at it you think oh this is all fun and that but then when you're actually getting into it obviously this is why sort of i am i am neutron you know i am a pop but i'm also a handler because on, on both on both sides of the coin doesn't matter whether i'm pop or handler aftercare is very important yeah a hundred percent that's something that i had to learn the hard way as well yeah and until you learn that you'll never really appreciate it no absolutely um, how well how important it is and sort of that does tie back to your own mental health as well yeah no definitely because if you if you focus on kind of just the act itself or the the kind of kink itself and you don't kind of look after yourself before and after it it, yeah it can can fuck you up like you can you can either damage yourself or you can kind of get into the wrong headspace with things and that can that can cause more damage in my opinion is no, like no 100% i've had people over the years who are you know I, I will happily take someone under my wing whether they just want to see what i do come along with me or they want to be in a scene yeah um however i've had over the years sort of people who have had a bad experience with one person and they'll never want to try something again but I say, I say they never want to try it again. When we've talked before, they've mentioned all these things and I've explained to them, look, that person didn't do it right. And half the time they say, okay, let's try it. So I'll go in slowly with them. We'll take it yeah. nice and slow. Their speed, even if I'm Dom, a lot of people, there's a lot of misconception about that, you know, with Dom and Sob with people. It's yeah. even though I'm Dom, I'm still after your best interests. You yeah. Know? Just because you're being dominant doesn't mean that you... Doesn't mean that you're going to like you get final say sort of thing because if somebody's not comfortable then they're not comfortable you're gonna you're obviously gonna stop and let them exactly and the, the way that i work with sort of dom and sob um is it's a two-way street respect goes both ways absolutely um you know if you know it's if, if the sob needs to stop or take a break sure however if the dom needs to stop or take a break that works as well it's not yep, a absolutely a lot of people sort of seem to forget that it's if I'm Jonas scene and I'm if I'm dominant someone it's like okay let's take a break um a lot of people get they don't really understand why you know when explains them it's like look I need you know for my own for my own self I need to take a break out of this and yeah. a lot of people do it's and I think sort of when you get to that point if you don't take a break unfortunately the scene tends to just slowly goes downhill very gradually but it yeah. does start sloping off yeah, kind of, because then um, your your own headspace starts to kind of degrade. That it just becomes a bit of a task, and yeah, it's not fun. Yeah, it, and when, it's it, a when it becomes not fun, point. it just yeah, when it becomes not fun, it's just no. That's no. when it just gets to the point where you're like, this this is a bad experience. Let's just move on from that and just yeah. Yeah, it's the same with sort of taking breaks. Like I've done it before, where I've been submissive to someone, where it's like, you know, it's like I'm very open, you know. I'm not one to sort of hide sort of what's going on in my head. You know, I'll tell yeah. people direct. And sometimes it's like, this isn't working. Can we perhaps try this? Mm-hmm. Um, which, 
in some ways ties into I've had a few scenes with people before as um, I've kept as quite over the few past few years obviously people that know me will know exactly what's happened but a few years ago I wouldn't really call it, well we'll call it an accident for this case but it wasn't an accident unfortunately um, where I was quite severely injured oh that's not good through no fault of my own yeah and from that it, it does make it a slight slightly harder to play with people as such as if I'm submissive uh, I've I've been I've had some absolute great doms I can't deny that they've been absolutely wonderful with me yeah. and they've listened to me as well which I'm so thankful of that it's for me it's certain positions that if I get in certain positions I can only hold that position for so long before I need to move yep no I feel I understand that and for the doms I've played with I can't fault you know I can't really how do you say, I can't fault them they've been great with me they've just it's, they've rejigged me around a bit they've listened to me they've taken breaks excellent but there's other doms as well that when I explain this to them they're just not interested because that's not what they want and that's nothing sort of against them yeah. that's just because they just genuinely just don't they just that's not for them you know they don't want yeah. they, which again sort of for me that's another red flag as well as you know some people may not see that as a red flag that, but for me if someone if a dom's not going to be accommodating in any sort of way that just is a red flag for me. I just want to yeah. entertain that because no, that's, that tells me if they want to entertain that, what else will they not entertain? Yeah, which is when things can come out a little bit dangerous. Yes, um, which... So, getting to kind of your your life as a pup or as a handler, is it yeah. just solely a sexual thing? Is it solely a social thing? Like I feel after speaking to you for quite a bit now, um, I feel like it's a, a, a more of a social thing for you. So for me, it works both ways. Um, so, so and to put this bluntly, for me as myself, a shag is a shag. You know. Yep, absolutely. That's all well and good. <laughs> you know, if I want to go out just now and have a shag, fair enough. That's on me. You know. Um, you know, I won't necessarily be neutral. I'll just be, oh, I'm having a shag. Um, but so yeah, so for the pop handler thing, um, this is sort of going back to, yes, social, you know, definitely. However, sexual-wise, sort of tying it into sort of the pop headspace, that's a massive yes from me. Sort of, I love being sort of like, if I'm, I can be submissive or dominant in a pop headspace. It's not, you know, it's not either A or B, it's both, or I can sort yes. of tie them in together, um, as a lot of people know. For me, yes, it's more social at events, but sort of get me sort of one-on-one -on -one or in a private setting, you know, and let's say we have set up, set up a scene, then it is sexual. In the same way as Handler, uh, but in both incident incidents, sorry, wrong word there. Um, in, <laughs> there we go. A <laughs> word. Um, Instances. There we go. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, again, it's a... You know, it's a bit of both for me, but it's mainly sorry, social, um, but it can be sexual as well. Um, again, I don't really post that much to Twitter as much as I want to, so it does sort of come across more social, but either yeah. way. I'm kind of the same. I always forget to post to Twitter and like, because I'm always like, but, oh, you know, I need to post like, same with Instagram. Like the Instagram, when I first started it in 2019, it was like a thousand followers so quickly. And I just yeah. neglected it, and it's got to the point where I'm like, oh, I should probably post, but... Uh. Yeah, I think 
a lot of people sort of get into this sort of fantasy world of they see stuff on Twitter, like people posting continuous stuff on Twitter, which is great. I'm not bashing anyone for this, but no, absolutely. You know, which is all well and good, but I think people need to remember there's so much more that goes on than just what's posted on Twitter. Yes. Um, it's like with me, I don't really post half the stuff I put on Twitter just because I just forget. And some people take that as, oh, I don't do anything sexual. And it's like, you know, it's like, well, I do, but that's just my personal choice why I post to Twitter. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and in some ways as well, like there's certain scenes I will have with people, as I said before, that I purposely won't upload anything due, due to... I don't want people sort of mimicking it, yeah, you know, whatever no. reason, because, you know, they can't see before and after. And some of it is, you know, the other person doesn't want to be in a video, which you have to respect. No, absolutely. Yeah. Content, content, content. Yeah, that's a big one for me. So if if there's no, you know, if if there's any sort of question about consent, it doesn't happen. But, you know, we'll still have a talk. Yeah. But, um. No, which yeah, is... it's quite a. Uh, as I said, with the whole sort of kink scene, it's very. I suppose sort of going back to sort of psychology behind it, it's it's quite intense what goes on. Yeah. Um, you know, it's there's, there's so much more goes on than just as simple as what you think. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely, and I fully agree with that. Um, and like, we can talk a little bit about your life outside of being a pup, if you'd like yeah certainly um so outside of being a pop um so it's an interesting one so obviously outside of being a pop you still call me neutron i respond to both names my real name and neutron yeah absolutely um that there's no sort of qualm about that you know i'm not going to go into dog headspace if you call me neutron (laughs) um give me strictures and i might (laughs) <laughs> uh, it's outside of work um so work wise i'm not going to go into too depth detail of it but i'm a engineer Fair um, nice. so that, that keeps me busy day to day yeah uh, however i do always make sure i have free time to sort of for my own mental health and my own sort of mental well-being which a lot of people i think neglect in these days yeah i know i certainly it's, it's do that, it's that fast pace in the world and there's just so much going on there's so it's, everything's just coming at you from every single angle so sometimes it's yeah. nice just to be able to sit down relax and that's nothing i talk to people about it's been able to sort of again sort of tying in i suppose part of the hypno stuff as well it's just been able to get people to relax nice nice headspace for them and just chill and it doesn't even have to be hypno sometimes we just have a chit chat or you know I'll, i said i'll talk to anyone yeah, which, um, no, it's, it's, it's a fantastic trait to have. And I especially think it's an important trait to have, um, especially as a handler and kind of even, even as an alpha, it's an important trait to have. Um, because if you can, if you can be that, that kind of confident person and approachable, you're going to, it's going to be easier for you to kind of build that trust and that relationship with um, kind of your pups, betas, subs, whatever oh. you want to call them. 100% and sort of tying back into I say the handle and pop side this is more me in general as a person you know I, I do work and respect and all that however I am not obsessive protective but I am a te- protective of people um, yeah so again this is me not bashing anyone here but in, in all the years of I've been a pop um, I said when I started out I had some absolute awful interactions 
with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, sort of, I have sort of, obviously I'm quite protective of myself as well. Um, cause I've, unfortunately I've learned the hard way. Um, over the years I've had numerous death threats from some, well, I'm just going to say from title holders. Ooh, spicy. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to name bash here because yeah. I don't, I, I don't <laughs> I, want them getting yeah. any publicity I, from this. I don't want to start wars either. No, um, I've had that. I've had some rather nasty remarks made to me, um, which to me, I find it in some ways amusing that if if me being so positive and so on top of mental health, if that pisses you off so much, you have to send me a death threat. Well, I'm not going to reply to it to start with. And in some ways, I actually feel sorry for the person. Yeah, like if, if, if they feel that is the response to them being, well, it's, it's them being threatened to the way of life because there is someone here who is wanting to make a positive change for the community and if that threatens them that much and goes against what they stand for well i don't think they should be in that position no that that's quite concerning actually if if they're threatened by someone who's trying to you know help others and is you know against the work that they're doing that's that's quite a dangerous person in my opinion (laughs) yep and unfortunately these people just because they have such a large following it just continues and you know i'm on you know at the end of the day i'm just a little man you know i'm not you know i'm I'm not going to big myself up here which i could quite rightly do but i'm not because you know i'm a very positive person i'm not here to push anyone down regardless of what they do no and exactly it's you you don't want to be kind of become that person who takes the position of i'm better than so and so because then you end up just as bad as them Exactly. I've also experienced, um, this is, I do find this in some ways comical. Um, not in the sense of ha ha, more like um, I have had before. So for instance, at Darklands, this happens quite common. So I don't really, obviously I'm Neutron, it's me. Come, you know, I'll talk to anyone, come up and talk to me. I don't mind. I'm not going to, you know, shun you away. However, um, I have had quite a few individuals who are, again, they sort of they're Mr. Popular online. Yeah. Um, I'll go up and talk to them. Uh, I will get quite blatantly ignored, quite rude to be frank. Which I'll pull them up on it. Or normally I'll just walk. Normally I'll walk away, but sometimes I pull up on it. They get a bit funny with me. Mm-hmm. And then normally at Darklands, uh, it was like a few hours later when they researched who I was. They came up to me really friendly because I had high, I had a high follow account, which at that point. Um, you've already sort of given me shitty first impressions. So yeah. Red flag. I'm not gonna, <laughs> again, I'm not going to be rude to the person and I'm still going to respect them. Even if they don't respect me, I'm still going to respect their view and opinion. Yeah. However, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to be friends with them. And this is sort of the... I said, with that, it, I found that quite hilarious in the sense of as soon as I realised who I was, they were all over me. Yeah. And that just doesn't do anything for me. That's just like... You've showed your true colours to start with. Oh, Why exactly. do I want to be yeah. friends with you? Know, I'm, I'm still going to respect you. I'm not going to be untowards. However, you know, that, that that's not for me. Um, yeah. And yeah. I think a lot of pops starting out, they do find that as well. I've had quite a lot of feedback from people sort of, you know, on Twitter, like, you know, they've messaged me and, and it's like, you know, they reply to me saying, I'm, you know, I'm surprised you replied to me because you've got so many followers. And I'm like, that doesn't mean, follows doesn't mean shit to me, you know. Yeah. It really doesn't, you know. It's more if, just about the community engagement. That's the main thing. 
exactly because i've seen so many people on twitter that have high follow accounts and they will just be so arrogant and rude about it and at the end of the day it's it's just like they're just fixated on that number rather than actually doing yeah anything um so i had a quick break um jumping back into it the, yeah certainly yeah if you just want to pick up from what you were you were going on um, about because i i feel bad for kind of pausing in the middle of your your sentence don't but yeah the last thing i wanted was for the timer to just run out and then you can take don't worry about it. it's not recording <laughs> In some ways, it's nice for a little break, as I've yeah. said before. Sometimes it's good to split things up rather than trying Absolutely. to do it all in a one Um So, yeah, I think we were going on about work and hobbies, and um, I can't remember. Um, I think something else I wanted to mention as well, sort of going back to the whole sort of Neutron, and obviously, you know, I'm a really positive guy, is. Um, and then obviously mentioned previously Darklands had my camera with me um, another thing I found over the years is I try and volunteer the best I can and where I can yeah um, absolutely obviously I can only do so much these days but I do help out quite a bit anyone who is around Manchester or goes to Manchester will will have seen me this previous weekend um, I do bits for uh, Kennel Club yes so you'll normally see me there at the start and at the end, normally with my camera. Or again, normally floating about if anyone needs a hand. Um, I am the photographer. And then you'll also see me, well, anyone this weekend will have seen me uh, dashing around at animals. Yes. Uh, for them, I help out a fair bit. Uh, I, I am, I was their photographer on the weekend and I do quite a lot of stuff with Cruise and Sub 101 involving sort of pops and furries oh very nice so have um, you do you take part in like padded pets uh no no so that's um, that's one that runs up here in, in scotland the next new app is on the 7th of may um, funnily enough you mentioned that i was actually invited to that however i've yet to get up to glasgow again oh you should definitely come so yeah, I'll need to pick a weekend and go up. It's just the work situation at the moment. However, yeah. um, sort of going back to, I do try and volunteer the best I can. Sort of, it, it, even outside of the pop scene, um, as I mentioned to you, sort of previously, I do volunteer for charities and even bringing in other charities as well into the kink scene, trying to sort of make them engage and signposting people. Um, Which is I very important. Of, oh, 100%. Um, you know people need to realize you know there's other people you know there is people to talk to out there you're not you're not alone in this world if you need if if no, you need exactly. help which is perfectly natural um but definitely but yeah i as i said before i enjoy helping people that gives me in some ways that gives me a buzz that gives you know it, it's a positive vibe for me it's helps them out i get something out of it it's a win-win yeah which is absolutely um, fantastic and you know i, I don't charge for anything because for me i enjoy it yes it's 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 i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna dance around this and say it's no it's it's somewhat of, it's somewhat of an expensive expensive chair for me for doing all this however if i can improve someone's life someone's life i'll do it because that's more rewarding stand, yeah oh 100 because when i started out in the pop scene i had very little help or support i was pretty much left to it yeah um 
as I said previously. Oh, 100%. And if I can sort of help someone out starting out on the scene, and if I can make sure they didn't go through what I go through, I've, you know, I've made a difference. Um, it's the same with events. Like if I see someone struggling, so sort of, yes, I'm somewhat repeating myself here, but if I see someone struggling or someone not having a good time or um, even like, the animals just gone someone wanted to speak to me um before they went to animals for the first time so we had quite a few discussions i you know we, we had a chit chat what the event was like you know i would be in hand if they needed me which they did news me uh which you know they was very grateful of and i'm glad they did because it meant it meant they had a better night they're more which confident in themselves yeah. uh, in the same way it's it's a bit like darklands it happened quite a few times as well um Again, sort of going back to it, um, if anyone Manchester-based, you'll know as well, I do. I actually work at Club Alert as well, which is another kink club. I feel like Manchester has it all at this point. I really need to get down. <laughs> no, you do. Uh, I know the the previous lot, again, it was short of a photographer, so I stepped in purely voluntary because I enjoy that. And for me, it's... I would have gone to the event anyway, so what difference yeah. does it make me picking up my camera and bringing it along? Um, and if, and if, 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 if whatever I can do help out, helps out a community, I will do it, you know, because that's me. Oh, yeah. If I can help someone out, I will do it because it's little things like that that makes a community because if, if everyone did that, this, this community would be so unbelievably strong. Oh, and yeah, I wish people... I wish people did more. I wish people realized that, you know, by keeping to yourself, which is fair enough if you like that, but keeping to your own little pack, keeping to your own little group, you you only ever will keep to yourself. So if you sort of get yourself out there and, you know, again, befriend more people, sort of do what you can in the community, support local events, as a lot of us are volunteers and we work bloody hard. Um, and a lot of people don't realize that as without us there wouldn't really be events as no, exactly. you, you mentioned before sort of Glasgow which Glasgow did actually have more pop events years and years ago however they've unfortunately just died off yeah which is um, something I'm going to try and work on getting back um, because I feel like especially in Scotland the the kind of kink community is kind of underground almost yeah so it's interesting with Scotland, so versus England, where you have more heads per area, in Scotland, it's so much more spread out. Yeah. And it's in Scotland, issue. oh, it's a massive issue. And as well in Scotland, you do still have, um, in some ways, it's sort of like a society thing, where in in England, it's a lot less, but in Scotland, it's still, still very taboo. Yeah. It, it's something um, that I've mentioned before is that it does still feel like a very taboo subject talking about kind of sexual interests and things like that which is oh. so it's a stigma that I'm, I'm hoping to change over the next few years and definitely get kind of events started up because I would like to see within the next kind of two or three years a puppy Scotland a rubber Scotland maybe even a leather Scotland if if you know the gods are forgiven um, yeah and it's it's something that I want to make sure it's inclusive for everyone. So it's not going to be like a Mister Puppy or things like that. It's going to be an MX, so that you know it's it's open to all. Because I don't, I I really get having you know Mister Puppy and things like that, especially when you've got 
a lot of these communities are closed off and men only but yeah. i do feel like when it comes to the inclusivity side of things more could definitely be done um a hundred no i fully agree with you there with the i find with certain some of these competitions it's very closely knit yeah it's very if if you're in the know or if your friends are friends um, I mean, this is probably my own personal bias talking and from how long I've been around and my own experience. Um, yeah, I've seen quite a lot before and it does sort of tend to get a bit clicky in a sense. Um, yeah. Again, I, I'm not afraid to tell people, which is probably why over the years I've had numerous threats made against me because I'm not afraid <laughs> to tell people. But no, absolutely. Like there, there's definitely times where, oh God, I've got a cat in my feet. Hi, baby. Um give me a fright I just suddenly felt something soft brush against my foot um, there's been times over the years where and I noticed it last year where there was a, a particular pup that I hadn't met before but had seen around and yeah just got a bad vibe from basically and then heard horror stories and then personally encountered um, one of them and it was just like a uh, and yeah it's just one of those kind of experiences that made me go nah like i'm not putting up with you that's that's not on like you don't get to treat people like that and it's it's one of those awkward conversations to have but i'm i'm not gonna allow bullying especially not to friends um no and i just thought like it's 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 not no i'm I'm not putting up with that it's it's not Not in this community. No, I know. Not on my watch. (laughs) And you're 100% right, and I respect you for that, because so many people don't speak up for what's right, and a lot of people just ignore it, and this is unfortunately when the bullying then turns into abuse. Yes, Um, which is not what we need. No, 100% not. And I think a lot of, as I said before, a lot of new pop stars starting out in this this community don't necessarily see the difference between... um, how do you say some like i don't know a pack mentality and someone who's been abusive you know yes there is a fine line however because they're so fairly new to the scene they don't really know what's right or wrong but un- unfortunately yeah. most of the time they have to learn unless they find someone like myself or yourself that can actually go hang on a minute no that's wrong no because pack should operate on a hierarchy they should not operate in a dictatorship exactly and that's 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 my my viewpoint on it and it's from kind of the papers that i've read and things because i I, i've been doing a lot of background research into kind of the whole pop play side of things and i strongly believe that there is these different mentalities when it comes to the hierarchy and in particular where a lot of the people that are at the top strongly believe that their word is law and that's not how that's not how packs work no and i think some people i've seen this before some people when they're in the pack they slowly start to forget that that at the end of the day we're all human we all have our own views and opinions whether they be right whether they be wrong they're your own views and opinions and i've seen it before where the alpha or the handler it's their word or no word and yeah the people who are below them, so the pops that are below them, doesn't matter what they say, they are wrong. Um, and in certain cases, this is when it starts to turn into abuse because I've seen 
quite numerously over recent years. Uh, younger pops sort of jammed in this cycle where they can't get out of the park because in some ways they believe it's right what's going on when it's definitely not. And yeah. when, unfortunately, when you try and educate them, their alpha or handler actually comes after you directly, which I've had before. Yeah. Um, which is when it becomes more of a cult than a pack. Which then it, it, it's abuse. I'm not trying to sort of dance around the word here. No, it absolutely is. not. It absolutely um, is, yeah. And yeah, it, it is a cult. And in some ways it's sad because give it a few years, normally this person will come out of that. And most of the time, no one will want to interact with them because of what's happened. Yep. Uh, which I think is unfortunate because it wasn't necessarily their fault. In no, some ways, exactly. they were. In some ways, it, they were brainwashed. Which, in in some ways, it is. Um, as I've gone back to sort of, obviously you've done your own research as well, which is great. Um, so I've gone back to sort of psychology behind it all. Um, you can very easily, unfortunately, mess someone up, especially a youngster coming into the scene who doesn't necessarily. I'm, I say youngster, anyone coming into the scene, regardless of yeah. their age, you can really very easily sort of mess up their views and opinions of what they think the kink scene is and I think that's unfortunate um, as I was quite lucky when I joined the kink scene in a sense yes I didn't know anyone which for me it made it 10 times harder however you know I learned what was right I learned what was wrong I learned what I liked and what I, d what I didn't like yeah which I feel <laughs> um, is a very important lesson to kind of it, it can be progressive It, which you know, I mine's was progressive. I, I kind of learned what I liked and what I didn't like over kind of a period of time. But I know some people are kind of like from the get go, they're like, okay, I, these are the things that I know I will like and want to try, and these are the things that I'm not even going to try because there's just no way. Um, yeah. And I think I was quite lucky in the sense that I I met my alpha last Darklands, and the mentality that my alpha has is a very it's a very caring complex but very strict when they need to be um yeah. which i really appreciate and it's it was one of these things where kind of when i got you know like would you like to be the beta it was kind of like a, you know this is very new to me but like okay absolutely i'll i'll, I'll see what it's like and it's it's been great um i've only been punished a few times and usually punishment is a shot of jaeger so um yeah yeah my my kidneys don't agree with it but you know my head says you know it's it's fine it's again punishment <laughs> with anything like that it's doing something at the end of the day you need to actually enjoy it in a sense like yeah, you absolutely you've got the headspace you enjoy it that's great it's when it starts turning into the you're no longer enjoying this and this is no longer <laughs> yeah which I'm, I'm very glad that um if if i'm at my kind of limits especially when it comes to alcohol because you know it's it's a substance um if i'm at my limits with alcohol and i just go no no more my alpha understands and will not force me to to take any which is exactly what they should be doing it's, that's, it, that's again, a healthy it, relationship yes exactly it's it's a yes you may be low on the hierarchy however respect is still there two-way street you know Absolutely. you say no he has to respect that if you say no and he didn't respect that that's not oh no that, that yeah that's, that's not healthy that's bullying at that point that's i wouldn't yeah. put up with that no he'll find some other appropriate punishment for me later on which is <laughs> which is fine usually it's once i've sobered up it'll be a different punishment but um yeah, yeah. i don't misbehave that often i'm in generally dax is a very good pup um 
I'm not too sure about that. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yes. Um, for, for, for all intents and purposes, Dax is a very well-behaved pup. Uh, Dax is basically a nun. Um, I mean, I think you're just saying this for the record at this point. <laughs> yeah, no, Dax, Dax, Dax doesn't know when to behave, let's be honest here. Um, yeah, I think this is going to be very different in a minute when we're off record. Yeah, yeah, Dax does not know when to behave, let's be honest. <laughs> Dax gets himself um, into all kinds of trouble, and that's probably why by the Monday of Darklands I had a migraine that somebody had their torch on around the corner of the living room and I asked them to turn it off because the dim light that it was producing was enough for my migraine to yeah oh bless you I, I was dying um, and then my alpha got really ill on the mon- on was that the Monday or was that the Tuesday that was the Tuesday think, he was ill yeah I think with Darklands there was definitely something going around oh, unfortunately yeah. I ended up with uh, I, so much pressure in my sinuses that it was just like I, I couldn't open my eyes. I I ended up on the um I mean we we laugh about it because that's the best way in life, but oh, yeah. I ended up on a um um the Friday night I, I ended up going back to the hotel with and uh, as soon as I went in the hotel, unfortunately, I spewed up. Oh, no. However, being a seasoned professional, <laughs> <laughs> um, as, uh, as... You had as, your tactical. <laughs> yep, you can tell you're a fucking Scot. <laughs> yep, you had your tactical whitey yep, and then your phone. Yep. <laughs> I had my tactical sickie, and then away I went back to fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, um, like I, I had to explain this um, when I was over there, but what having a tactical was... Oh, yeah, so they were people... just like they're like, what the fuck is a tactical? I was like, oh, it's oh. where you go, you make yourself sick, and then you come back and you're fine. Oh, so many, it's it's hilarious explaining this to people as um, it, it just must be a Scots thing because I honestly think and, it is. Yeah, I, I don't think, think it's because me and my it's me and my sisters and we all you know we all we, we all drink you know but in, in moderation yeah. of course but um, we all know what a tactical is and it's just <laughs> you know we've all done it over the years and. You know, we don't. Yeah, just get it over and done with and move on. <laughs> yeah, uh, honestly, there. I have. I. This is completely unkink related. Um, I had been on a night out with a few friends at a a bar in Edinburgh, and one of my friends had ordered like three shots for us to do at the time, and they were all different whiskey shots, and it was just like you know, oh, just we need to do these because we're 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 like we're we're late to the party, and I was like, oh fuck, fine, and like. I just felt the alcohol mix in my stomach and I was like, nope, I need this out of me. I'm, I'm not dealing with this. So I went to the bathroom yeah. for a tactical, completely sober, just like didn't feel well, needed it out of me sort of thing. Um, and as I threw up in the bathroom, the owner of the club was using the urinal. So I got kicked out 10 minutes oh, into our yeah. night out. <laughs> I was just like, fuck. It's the only club that I've ever been kicked out of and I've been kicked out of it three times. <laughs> Oh bless you! Well, sometimes it happens. In some ways, yeah. it's sort of it. it and the, the way that I look at it, you know, it happens. It happens. Let's move on and let's enjoy the night. Yeah. You know, because um, that's, that's the best way. It's just that's my mentality. Sort of being positive. Yeah. Sort of. Oh well, let's move on. Yeah, and that's exactly what we've done. We just, I think we ended. Where did we end up going? I think we ended up going to Subway at that point. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't really go to many gay bars in Scotland to be honest I've been to Polo once uh, there's 
There's not many CCs a few times, yeah. No, and also, strangely enough, Polo can be a little bit heterophobic at times. My oh. friend, my friend got turned away because he looked too straight. <laughs> um, it was one of those moments where I was like, "This is a very gay man," and I can tell you that from experience. Yeah, I've had that a few occasions um, around Manchester many years ago. But obviously, since I'm somewhat well known to the clubs that I yeah. worked in, and you know, I'm well known to the door staff now. We yeah. always have a joke. And uh, oh, but this was ages ago. God, how many years ago would that have been? That would have probably been like. 2017, 2018, it was a while ago anyway. Many moons ago. Many, many moons ago, before COVID time. Nah, well before COVID. <laughs> Back in the days of the old world. The old life, hi. I know, I think it's still weird, like, just driving about and I see, like, people out on, um, like, they're getting driving lessons and, like, their instructor will be wearing a mask and they'll be wearing a mask and it's just like, three years on and we're still doing that yeah um we found it very interesting because my line of work it's very public facing yeah um so that was a definitely a it during covid i think i think a lot of people could say this it it was quite an uncertain time yeah Um, definitely as i know a lot of people did including me lose family members to it yeah um which sort of that's obviously hit home with me sort of this is you know this is serious now this isn't just you know um obviously the show must go on unfortunately and here we are you have to keep moving forward in life you can't go backwards you have to learn from what learn from what you've done and keep going whether whether that be positive whether that be negative you have to keep going no exactly um so just off off the back of that do you do you happen to your personality type? Um, I'm not really sure, to be honest with you. I did see the little personality test you included, which I haven't done. Um, that's just I didn't I didn't really see it, to be honest with you. Um, that no. may be a point for you. Uh, personality wise, I don't really know. I'm very. You're very extroverted. I'll tell you that much. I'm so... both in a sense. So I'm perfectly happy by myself. Mm-hmm. Again, from a line of work, I can be sat twelve hours by myself, and I'm happy. Yeah. I can just make music on. I can just do, you know, doodle around. However, you know, I am. I do enjoy company as well. I enjoy sort of like whether it be talking to people in clubs, whether it going out, going on a holiday, going out. I don't know for dinner. You know, I'm always sort of constantly. I'm always a busy bee in a sense. But yeah. in other ways, as I said before, because we all need to look after our own mental health, um, which a lot of people forget about these days, and which obviously yeah. leads to burnout and all that. But no matter how outgoing or whatever you are, you always need to have time for yourself where you just have a nice bit of time, decompression from what's happened, chill out, do something you enjoy. And that could be talking to a particular person, or that could be yeah, playing a particular exactly. game, it could be reading, it could be drawing. You know, don't let anyone tell you that you're too old to game or too, too old to, you know, oh, no, yeah, draw, like, like, you know. Whatever you I enjoy do. it and whatever keeps you kind of grounded in a sense, like, absolutely. Oh, it, like, exactly. Exactly. And I think that's what sort of people get caught up in the whole kink scene that, you know, because it's so fast paced, people get drawn into it. Yeah. They get drawn into it so fast paced and they get kicked out the other side and they feel like what they you know because people sort of rush through it all and my yeah. best advice is just take your time just 
keep you know keep doing what you're doing but just step away from it decompress look at what's happened but it's all about decompression from it and then you know going back into yes. it not just yeah. go 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 um as i've seen plenty of people burnt out over the years yeah no like i i got pretty burnt out the weekend there um i think i just i done too much during the week in regards with yeah. work um and then over the the weekend i had a few family events and i got um my originally i was just helping out my mum with something and then i got roped into doing some volunteer work when i was already on the verge of burnout um yeah. and it just kind of it was just enough to send me over the edge because i was just so tired um so yeah saturday was a, a very fun day where i literally just sat at my computer just staring at a blank screen just not very happy for five hours um no i'm fine now though but i'm fine life life is good i've had my i've had my recovery um i spent some time just kind of my my weird comfort thing is doing research and just kind of generating documents and things like that so i was doing a little bit of that over the weekend for my other project which i will mention now um and some people already know it's called the dip and that is the dax institute of pup play um it's just going to be kind of an educational series on kind of pup play um first few episodes are going to be generated by me and then i'm going to have um maybe some experts kind of come on and talk about their bit and i feel like after talking to you you may get roped in um that's perfectly obviously, fine. obviously, obviously voluntary to. voluntary stuff um but yeah it's it's something that i think because obviously i know you're on the same wavelength as me where i want to make um kink and kink play a safe environment yeah. for everyone and i think by giving the kind of in-depth educational information that people might need especially after talking to you learning about hypno how to do that safely i think it's like especially with with a lot of the the stuff with pup play like the hierarchy and things like that a lot of new pups don't learn that until they're already kind of a little bit deeper into it and i think learning it from a kind of centralized resource might be a little bit easier because as you said with the kind of corrupt alphas and things like that we want to try and avoid them getting into the wrong kind of the wrong information set where yes it's one way or the highway we want them to know that you know it's a very open community there's this there's that there's the next thing and yeah yeah no i'm 100 percent. so i've gone back to the miscommunication thing as i said before it's i think people feel in some ways afraid to ask for help if they're unsure about something because yeah. they don't want to appear stupid which is not the case um which one sort of central information source would be great it has actually been something i've been trying to work on for a number of years unfortunately i'm just such a busy boy as most yeah. of you know i'm always volunteering i'm always doing something to better um and obviously with something like yourself i'm more than happily uh, help you with anything i can whether yeah. that just be sharing my knowledge or just doing whatever no absolutely as, it's, it's as, as i said it's, it's a project that's in works at the minute i'm still i'm still looking at quite a few papers i've reached out to a few people from uh, pupplay.info because yeah i would very much like to get my hands on the canis majoris um look at pup play book that is being written by um Tycho, Pup Tycho. Um, yeah. The name completely went out of my head there. Um, so 
it's still in works, however, and it's, it it seems like something's very. It's got full of statistics and infographics, and that's kind of where my nerd brain goes a little bit excited. That's very excited. You enjoy. Get very excited over it. Um, yeah, I I've been looking at sort of the past year that I need to actually look at um, I've been looking at do I've got hypotheses that I want to sort of pursue for the research for within pot play okay um, it's still it's nowhere near ready but um, again it's sort of going back to I mean if someone wants to do it for me they can it's going back <laughs> to sort of the neurodiversity in association with the fetish and kink scene specifically pop play as there, there is a direct correlation that i can see yeah so i think most people can see as well a lot of the data was correlating to mental health with pop play um yeah. a lot of a lot of the data kind of seemed to suggest that it had a positive impact on mental health and probably as part of the new i can't even english at this point no diversity probably as part of the neurodiversity yeah or the neurodivergence um it's going to be directly uh, linked into that. Oh, 100%. Um, like, over the past few years, um, obviously people, you know, whoever's listened to this will know exactly who they are. Um, I've, you know, I've been I'm quite happy to do it with people. The amount of people I've talked to and just, you know, we've just had a chit chat and next thing you know, it's they're going for a diagnosis. Yeah. Um, whether, whether that be whatever and I think obviously for a lot of people it's helpful uh, it's like with myself having autism sort of being autistic it's sort of being able obviously I've I've done so much research into that it's unbelievable like I know the ins yeah. and outs of how you know and obviously it's myself but I know the ins and outs how my brain works now operates no, exactly. and how everything. Yeah, yeah. so uh, from that again if I can help if I can make someone's life easier by sharing knowledge I will which you know, over the years, I've helped people sort of get a diagnosis. I've guided people through it. I've talked to them what's going on in their head. And so, you know, I'm not necessarily saying, oh, everyone has autism, you know, but some people just, sometimes people just need to chat. That's all it is. Some pe- sometimes um, exactly. people just need to chat to sort out what's going on in their head. I was, I was and, the uh, same last year at Darklands. Um, after I spoke to Handler David, um, he's one of the international title holders for Handler. Um, lovely, lovely guy. Absolutely love David. Yeah. Um, and speaking to him, he was like, yeah, you probably have ADHD. I was like, that makes fucking sense. Um, so I, I've been trying to get that sorted through my private healthcare, and they're a little bit funny about it. So they're happy to run the test to see if any other mental health conditions are caused by the ADHD. But as soon as I get that diagnosis, they don't cover it. Yeah, so... <laughs> Which I'm like, oh, okay, great. Yeah, so in the UK, I don't want to get into too much of it, but it's very, over the years, sort of things have changed within the diagnostic process. Certain rulings have changed within the government, which actually makes it a lot worse yeah. uh, for disabled people. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to dance around that fact. And, um, But having a diagnosis as such... It's not. It's not a means of of end all. You know, you, you don't get it and think, "Wow, no, everything's exactly. fixed." It's it's a starting point. It's a okay. I you know, it's not. It's it, it is not a. I have this wrong with me. It is not that at all. A lot of people associate disability with you know you 
you are disabled, you can't do stuff like over the years I've been called every single word under the sun, which yeah, for me, it's absolutely hilarious the stuff I get called because it's like, um, you know, if, if, if you really think that, then I feel sorry for you. Um, it's like my example that I've used, you know, over the years is, you know, growing up, I didn't, well, a lot of people don't know this, but I didn't attend school really. All right. Uh, I was called by the actual teaching staff. Uh, I was called retarded. I was called all sorts. Well, that's awful. Uh, and then pretty much I made myself who I was, you know, with thanks to certain family members as well and certain people within the kink scene. They know who they are. I made myself who I am. I fought through all the bullshit and I'm here now. And, you know, I do a job that I absolutely enjoy. And I've never once you know said that you know i've never once used my autism as an excuse because it's not an excuse if anyone uses it it's no you know yes you have to do things a bit differently in life but trust me you will get through it same with adhd and stuff like that it's it's not a you know it's a there's always another way to do something you know there's always a way around it whether it be the long way around the short way around your own way around you you know you can get through it it's not a means of you know it's not a end of the world um which i think sort of, so, some people do get diagnosed and think it's a means of a means you know it's it's sort of a means and ends all you know yeah. like oh i've got this i can't do that it's like no you know i'm not being funny but yes you can do that you'll have to do it slightly differently but trust me you yeah. will get through it and you, you will feel 10 times better at the end of it because the best thing is once you've gone through this like with me i've studied so much about it i know the psychology behind it i know how the brain works i know this that and that i know you know, I can not necessarily because control sounds such a harsh word to use in these settings, but I know how to sort of manage it in a sense, but manage it for a positive outcome. Yes. However, I also know how to manage it in a sense of if I'm getting overwhelmed or the X, Y, Z, what yeah. to do. Um, but yeah. No, I mean, that 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 is brilliant. And I think that leads us on nicely to Dex's dice. Yep. All right. Hold on. Let's see if this works. Because it sometimes doesn't. All right. Okay. Just my computer being weird. Uh, I've got it on my screen, the output, so. All right. Oh. And just as I do that, Lissa Chart has an update. Love it. Okay, here we go. We are rolling. Number 17. How would you define yourself from dom top to sub bomb? Um, define myself from. So, this is a bit of an interesting one because I'm Switch and Verse. Yep. Um, so, Switch however, first. <laughs> yep, which also means I flip things on its heads for people. So. Again, I can be, um, you know, I can be a dom top, I can be a sub bottom. Yeah, and I think that's more exciting. Hey, I think that's more exciting than just being like a dom top because, like, don't get me wrong, I know a few dom tops that are like they're really good at the role, but there's there's sometimes where I'm like, you would be a really good sub bottom at the same time. Like, well, this is why I flip things on the head because I can also be a dom bottom and also a so yeah so obviously i can mix and match 
Yeah, I I uh, personally love subtops. <laughs> yeah, just because um, there there is times when I'm like, do you know what? I I want to be the dominant bottom and have the top do what I say. <laughs> yes, and which is which is the beauty of it. It's a lot of people think no dom has to be top, and it's no, that's complete yeah, yeah. rubbish. Yeah, no, you know, absolutely. you can be whatever you want to be. If you want to flip the tables, if you want to mix and match, you do that to your heart's content. Exactly. Um, which it makes it, it makes the session more fun. It means you can do a yes. lot more things. Yes, you absolutely. Both, you both, in a sense, can actually be more relaxed. Um, you tend to enjoy it more. Yeah, hundred percent. As sort of you're breaking sort of what society tells you that you have to do. Yeah. Uh, which again, sort of going back to the whole kink thing, you know, th- there is a lot of uh, of amphetamine as well. There's a lot of stuff that society says this you must do this, but yeah. you know, most people know that that's complete crap. Yep. Um. So I don't really know how to how I define myself then. <laughs> <laughs> I think for safety's sake, we will. Switch first <laughs> is the safest bet for that. <laughs> um, right, right, bang in the middle. Yeah. So as I said, I like both sides of the coin, yeah. and then just mix it all up. I think that's fun. No, it definitely is. All right. Ooh, you got number two. Have you ever been in a cuck situation? Uh, it's not really my cup of tea, as one per se. So. That's that's fair. Uh, that's 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 a no then. <laughs> nice and easy answer for that one. And you got a ten. Is having a partner who is a good kisser important to you? So again, this sort of comes down to personal preference, and yeah. this doesn't obviously you saying partner. Um, so because like partner could mean like in a sexual sense or like relationship sense yeah it can mean both ways so within a scene it's not the means of means of end all for me for me it doesn't really however me personally because everyone is entitled to their own views and opinions i do enjoy if i were to have a long-term partner i would enjoy if they were a good kisser however it wouldn't be the end of the world if not no exactly and i agree with you there is that like i'm i'm someone that i i kind of thrive on physical touch and affection yeah um so kissing is one of these things where you know i really enjoy it but like it's not the be all and end all if exactly if you're, if you're a good big spoon now that's a different story if you're a good big spoon i'm happy just the yeah. same way as if you're a good little spoon then i'm happy um if yeah. you're if you're also a nuclear reactor like me where you just generate a shit ton of body heat because your metabolism is ridiculous <laughs> then yeah you're, it's just going to be sweaty and very sticky. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, it's it's sort of there's no right or wrong answer in this sense. It's all no, down to personal exactly. choice and preference, which I think it, it's the best way to be. It's uh, you know, it's I'm sure there's people that will say yes, you have to be, and that's their own you know that's their own views, and you have to respect mm-hmm. that. No, absolutely. <laughs> okay, what? Well, can't believe that we've been chatting for two hours now. That's insane. What do you, what do you expect from a fellow Scott? Uh, yeah. Uh, Scottish and the Irish are always going to be the problem ones to interview, but I, it's just more fun. Gift of the gab. 
Ah, definitely, definitely. Do I. <laughs> so, thank you so much to Neutron for coming onto the podcast. Um, is there anything final that you would like to share? Um, any final words would be just be yourself, just be friendly, be yourself, and you know my two main words I've been blabbering on about. You know this whole thing. Um, just, just you know, just respect. Yep. And to be friendly, you know, that's the main two things. Absolutely. And I fully agree with that. I think that's a, a really good message to, to end on. I mean, anything else I may want to add to that would be look after your mental health as yes. you need to look after yourself <laughs> in this world. Advice that I should yeah. probably take on. Absolutely. But thank yeah. you so much for joining me. I have been Dax and this has been Dax's Dip. Dead, dead, fuck. <laughs> That's how you can tell Dax is very tired and should probably have food very soon. Uh, yes. This has been Dax's Deviance. I have been Dax. This has been Neutron. And thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you next episode. Bye bye. <laughs>